This is a Baby Brunch podcast. Baby Brunch, the parenting series, is proudly brought to you by FedHealth. Choose FedHealth for trusted medical aid cover that gives you choice, flexibility, and control. And that will be with you through every stage of your family's unique journey. FedHealth, we let you be you. Dear Mom and Dad, Time to put the kids to bed. This podcast is not for sensitive ears. We're talking hijack prevention and immediately shivers down my spine. Man, I could do not fly. And I thought who better to bring in than South Africa's hijacking expert. He works in South Africa and he's been an expert for the past 20 years in violent crime investigation with SAPS. And then also with his, call it Academy, it's a National Hijack Prevention Academy. Richard, it's great to have you in studio. Thank you, Ilona. Normally when we have these discussions, I've got a mom who's busy sharing her story of her newborn, the early stages of pregnancy. We talk about things that challenges people in their pregnancy and in relationships. And we talk about it and we unpack it because I feel the more we talk about things, the better we become in ourselves and we can help people. But today is not a discussion about a baby. Today is a discussion of how to be safe. I think it's our worst fear. I mean, today I sat at work and I was busy saying a prayer for my kids because I know that they almost have sleepy time and they've just had their meal. And all we want is for our children to be safe. But let's get down to the point. We're here to talk about, let's face it, hijacking. Is it still a thing in SA? Like, I know we talk about crime a lot, but do we fear hijacking? Yes, Ilana. If you look at the statistics in, in Gauteng alone, on average, we have about 41 hijackings per day. You know, immediately people sit back and think that's a very high number. But you must always keep in mind, we've got 5.3 million registered motor cars in Gauteng. So, yes, you can argue and say the chances of being hijacked today is like 0.007%, right. but it's 0.7% too many. Mm. It's becoming more and more difficult to steal motor cars in South Africa, actually worldwide. So, the demand won't go away so the criminals got no other choice as to go violent and hijack the vehicle where do they happen do they happen on the road at the traffic light the robot you know, is it in the driveway? Where do most of those hijackings happen? 68% of all vehicle hijackings happen in home driveways. You know, where you drive in and out. Right. Now, when you look at the 68%, only 3% happen in the morning. People would say, but why? The robber does not know what's going to come out of your driveway. To sit and wait and study your patterns for three, four days for your motor car, the value attached to the car doesn't justify that. A quick example, the street price for a Polo V 1400 is about seven and a half thousand rand so for the robber to sit there and wait for two three days and study your pattern when do you come and go it's not worth it it's much easier to sit at a central spot like a filling station for example every big residential area in south africa that's near off-ramp from a freeway has got a filling station within a kilometer wait for their target vehicle and follow you home is that how they do it correct what do we look out for i mean what do they want do they just want the car Ilona, 99% of the time, it is just the car. But you do get isolated cases that has increased in 2020 where they go for the jewelry. I see this. Yes. Where they go for the jewelry in the sense of the watch, the ring. In the last two and a half weeks, there's been two fatalities where the robbers solely went for the jewelry. Uh, 
lady got shot, lady got killed. So, you know, I'm not saying don't bling up when you go out to the mm-hmm. restaurants and stuff like that. But when you arrive in the parking area and you've got your jewelry on, especially the men that go for business meetings at the restaurants, the, the times are between 10 in the morning and 12 o'clock. And then again from 7 o'clock at night till about 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. When you exit your vehicle, have your jewelry in your pocket. Don't let the car guard and the guy on the outside see you with a car in one picture because if i climb out of the vehicle in my vehicle the bmw they read it's money it's the real thing Mm. on my arm if i climb out out of the vw polo the robber reads it's flea market it's not the real thing when you arrive in the restaurant yes bling up again put your jewelry back on the danger they identify when you stop your car and exit the vehicle what do you do it's happening you are coming back from work You've got kids in the car and you arrive at your house and they ask you for your car. Ilana, I always say, if you can see the color of the weapon that is pointed at you and you can see, but it's a silver or a black gun in color, your brain must be able to say, hey, they're so close with those guns, they're going to cause me grievous bodily harm. Immediately, I will hands up. What does the robber want? He wants control. He wants the vehicle. By hands upping, you're showing him you no threat to him whatsoever. The robber wants to see your hands, your feet, what's hanging from the key ring. So I will hands up with my left hand, the non-gun hand. I will lean across, take the door lever and open the door. Be careful when you undo your seatbelt. Most people in South Africa have got jewelry on their left hands. A watch, a ring, a bangle. Just be careful taking the hand up and down too many times. So when the hand goes down to the seatbelt catch, you take it down once. I'm scared of the reflection being shone shone back through the window and the robber misreads that. So release seatbelt while your hand is down there. You might as well take the car out of gear if it's a manual in an auto just yank up the handbrake and you exit the motor vehicle but now there's a story what about kids in the back you know two-year-old for example where do you place the child in the vehicle i've heard many stories where people come and say you must always place the child behind you when you drive the problem i have with that is the chances of you being involved in an accident in Gauteng, a crash is much higher than being involved in a hijacking leave the child on the left hand side the only thing i want you to remember is when you open the back door behind the driver's seat to retrieve the child try and put body weight inside the motor car what i mean by that is try and step into the vehicle when you lean across to retrieve your child the reason for that is with your foot inside the car if the car moves it's going to throw you where the child is Mm -hmm. instead of throwing you away from the motor vehicle i want to come back to the hands up reach not too many times release the seatbelt with your left hand left hand so the right hand stays up correct yes seven out of ten people in south africa are right-handed if you think about this where will you place a firearm or a weapon inside the car while you're driving you know that pocket in the door next Mm -hmm. to your leg Mm -hmm. between the legs or on the left hand side you know between the the seat belt catch Mm -hmm. and the gear lever how are you going to reach for that with my right hand with your right hand so the robber sees that as you're reaching you're reaching I don't want him to misread that Mm -hmm. imagine driving your car Ilana driving out here what counts against your car if the gun is pointed at you already 
you high off the ground. Mm. The robber can't look down on you and see what your hands are doing. Mm. So you want to indicate to him immediately, I've surrendered. I'm no threat to you whatsoever. What does he want? He wants in. Unlock the door. The chances of him opening the door is going to be very good because he wants to control, dictate of what's happening right now. I've heard that when you are in a situation like this, you need to surrender and give over. What if you just drive away? Ilana, yes, people will argue. You know, you always get the the guys with the knowledge sitting at home arguing on Facebook warriors and stuff like that. You can argue this and say, but if I race away, the chances of them shooting at me is very small. Yes, but it's always there. Mm. If you make a decision to race away, don't sit up straight inside the motor vehicle. If the robbers shoot for whatever reason, take, for example, last year, Isabel Collar in in, uh, a Bramley area. I believe her foot slipped off the accelerator and the car kept on moving. We don't want a repeat of that. Mm. So if you decide to race away, make your body small, fall flat inside the car, accelerate 1,001, 1,002, then I can resurface. But as I say, if they're so close that you can see the color of the weapon, it's time to say, let them take. We can fight another day. If it had to happen, do you do you tell them I've got my kids in the car? Do you scream? Do you keep quiet? Do you do you raise your voice? Ilana, do you negotiate? Yes, yes. You know, from a, a mother or the father's point of view, the robber knows motherly or fatherly instinct is going to step in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of speculation in South Africa and them claim or, or, or experts claiming that, yes, they kidnap the kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad in South Africa. If you take the 29,000 plus cases last year, that's now trucks, delivery vehicles all together. Mm-hmm. Only nine times were kids taken with. Of the nine, you must take two away. The people lied. So of seven, not once was a child injured. The robber doesn't want to take a child with because he knows as soon as I touch the child or take the child with, it becomes a priority crime. Mm-hmm. Every policeman, radio station, helicopter, security company will be will be alert and they'll look. If they just take the car, it becomes a statistic crime. So if there's kids inside the car, the robber knows you're going to go for the child. Mm-hmm. He knows motherly instinct will step in. So they'll give you probably 10 seconds. Think about this if i do not give the lady 10 seconds i'm gonna have the whole of south africa behind me Mm. if i give her 10 seconds i've got nobody behind me how do you ask it'll come naturally as a mother your main instinct would be my child my child that's why a lot of people come and they say should i put these stickers on the back of my car baby on board I like that. So if the robber is behind you and they see the sticker, they already mentally know what's the mother going to do if we attack. She's going to go for the kids. Is it worth being armed? I mean, we're not talking about this. Do we go out and get our license, start shooting? I mean, I've got a hunting license. I can't shoot a shotgun. <laughs> I, can, I can shoot a target. Yes, yes. But do we go out and all huh, become frantic and start... Ilana, if if you look in the last two years, how many times has the victim succeeded, fight, fought back and actually won the fight? You know, I'm not saying don't have a gun. A gun has got its positives and negatives inside the motor vehicle. When you drive from Centurion to the office in the mornings, you don't have the gun on your lap driving old Joburg Road pointing at people. No. Well, not this morning. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe tomorrow. Um, the, The problem you have with a firearm is the robber's got the element of surprise Mm. they normally come in a group of three the pointer the searcher and the driver so who are you going to shoot first
And just be careful. The law in South Africa determines very clearly you only allow to defend your own life or the life of another human being if there's immediate danger. Now they hijack you. You fall out of the motor car. They grab your vehicle and drive off. Now you jump up, grab your gun and shoot at the vehicle. You're not allowed that. Your life is not a threat anymore. The robbers are moving away from you. People don't understand. I know we're fed up of crime in South Africa, but there's a time and place to defend. If you believe your life is in danger, yes. If the car breaks down, for example, or you drive late at night or farm areas, yes. But in town, like the Gauteng environment, I believe a gun counts more against you than in your favor. What can we teach our children? I mean, this is not a question that I asked you or your business partner to prepare for today because if we want to do the extended course, we need to go and knock on your door. Uh, in fact, if you want to Google Richard and his company, it's the National Hijack Prevention Academy. What do we teach our children if something happens? I mean, I don't tell my children that bad doesn't exist at all. Correct. I do teach them uh, when we go to the mall, for instance, I'll say, stay close to mama because I don't want them to take you. So I'll, I'll say things like that. And they understand that there's someone that might take them, you know. Um, I don't let them grow up in a society where I think that they won't be taken. What what can we... I don't know, your kids are not growing up, but Mark, what do you teach your younger kids about when when something like that could happen? Ilana, you know, let's say your child is five years old, for example, that the child can understand what what's going about. I would say have a conversation with a child and discuss it with him because what we all forget is in 10, 12 years from now, the child is going to approach you and say, mommy, I want a car. Obviously, if you can help financially, you are going to buy the child his or hers first motor vehicle. What's hijacking going to be in 10 years from now? So I would say educate your child. Start small. When we drive home, who's the child's best friend at home? The dog. Mm. The dog must say hello at the gate and explain to them the reason. When you drive in traffic, explain to the child, you see the distance mommy leaves between my car and that car. You must see the back wheels touch the road and explain that. At the shopping mall, make sure when you climb out, it'll be the child's task to lock the door manually, for example, so the child understands. So by the time the child is fully grown, he knows or she knows what's going on in South Africa. I know I've known you for a long time, but there's two things that I haven't told you. So the one is, I think at the time when you met me, I was still driving with Alfa Romeo. I had the opportunity to drive EW. I did a BMW um, advanced course. And then I had the opportunity to do your hijacking course. And the one day I was at Payers and Odea and I forgot my headphones. It was pre-car kit. I forgot my headphones in my boot. And I opened my, my driver's seat and I opened my boot and I took my headphones out at the traffic light like any normal person would. <laughs> and I saw a guy running towards my car. And I thought to myself, why is he running? And even though I did the hijacking course, I was just so blasé about life. I just thought that I was invincible. And I realized he's running towards me. He's running towards my car. He's going to jump in and drive away. And I was faster than him and I jumped in and I, dro I drove off. And he didn't get the car or me, you know. And I was, I was spared. But here's where your advice did come in handy. One of the other cars I drove, I was Randburg Main Road. I'll never forget it. It was a Saturday morning. And what Richard and uh, the guys from the, the company taught me, the academy taught me, is, is that even if you look silly or stupid, 
you leave stupid is a bad way by the way you leave a space between your car so where you stop and the car in front of you and how far i don't remember i mean i heard you say it now but i leave like literally two two car spaces so i'm i'm way back and people are like what is she doing but that morning it saved my life because two men came running to my car and i did drive off but because there was space between me and the car in front of me they couldn't get to me and that day it did matter, you know. I didn't keep my body small and chances are in my case it wasn't a real gun. But I escaped a hijacking, you know. So thank you for what you're doing for people and the advice that you lend and that you could make people's living, the fact that we need to survive your purpose, you know. Because it might be a business for you and for all of us, you know, that are doing things, but you're doing it for good. And that day... I can tell you now. Only afterwards, I started shaking. In the moment, I just did what I knew, you know? Valuable advice. Pleasure. Yeah, very valuable advice. Time to do a, a course again. Yeah, thanks, Richard. <laughs> I can see you saying to me, break, break in advance, and then I don't do it. Um, Richard has had some scary moments next to me in a car. Wasn't that bad, right? No, Lana, it was. <laughs> it was. No. <laughs> because with this, he also does advanced driving. Do you still do the courses? Yes, I do. That's amazing. Mm. Okay, I'll do one again. Yes. But I want to do it with a truck. We can arrange that. Can I'll, you do I'll, skid pan with a yes, truck? Yes, yes. I'll just make sure I'm not your instructor that day. <laughs> um. <laughs> that, okay, that is hilarious. Listen, I know that we're talking about this lightly. And, um, you know, in hindsight, what I think I'll do is I'll, I'll do a disclaimer right at the beginning of this podcast to say that this is not for younger listeners because most of our podcasts, I think uh, a child can listen into. But when you talk about jewelry and targets, do they, do they target a specific car? Ilana, you know, in the past, we used to say, as he, as he bought golfy, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a box, it's a mm. box golf, the mm. old shape. Mm. Is, it, is it really the case? I, Ilana, if you look at statistics in South Africa, obviously Toyota and VW will be number one and two. But you have to keep in mind, what is their market share? If you take the Polo Vivo, they sell over 3,000 a month. Right. Toyota Hilux. Uh, fortunate, as I call them, the unfortunates, <laughs> or the Quantums, the older ones, has got the same engine, gearbox, mm. and suspension setup. Right. So it's it's all related to market share. Mm. You know, a lot of people say to me, but, oh, I drive a Polo. Am I a target now? Not in the sense, if you drive a Polo, for example, and you just a little bit careful and do a couple of things just to prevent the attack, it's much easier for the robber to say, leave this one, let's go elsewhere. Right. But now you drive a car like you, yours, for example. Mm. If the robber is after one for body parts and spares, for example, and they miss yours or you do something, mm. it's much difficult for the robber to find a, an, another one. So he'll put more effort in following you uh. and targeting you than, for example, a very common car. So what do I buy? No, you drive what you drive. I will not be dictated by a robber what I drive and what I wear. It's as simple as that. Lift your awareness. When you drive home in the afternoons and you take an off-ramp, every filling station from the off-ramp to your house, have a look at the filling station. I don't say have a look at people putting in petrol, but just have a look at the exits. If there's cars standing with their noses facing the road, when you pass the filling station, check the mirror. When you go home, I must emphasize this. We in South Africa has got a tendency to believe robbers drive nice cars. 
the BMs, the Audis, the Mercedes, GTIs, for example. We've seen a big change in the last two years where robbers drive cars that you would least expect a robber to drive. Mm-hmm. For example, a Kia Soul, uh, uh, old Ethios, for example, Toyota, because he knows if I follow you with a vehicle like that, you will not think crime mm-hmm. because we're so used to them driving nice cars. Mm-hmm. If you drive down your street, you're on your way home and you feel ever so slightly uncomfortable and there's a car behind you and the distance is more than 50 meters don't just randomly go and stop in front of your gate slow down if you bring your speed down to 20 kilometers an hour and you put your indicator onto the left firstly the car behind you is going to close the distance between you if the distance has closed and it opens up again what's the reason for that just be careful centurion especially in the older areas of Centurion, the Dürrenkluves, the Littletons, the roads are long. So what the robber does is they follow you. They identify, are you a visitor or, 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 or resident? They come up behind you. They keep a distance, 50 meters. If you don't just stop, they sometimes overtake. They don't want to stay behind you for too long because they know that will draw attention. They go down the road, make a U-turn and come back. If the road is long, like the Centurion, the older suburbs, they can't get down to the end of the road. The time is going to catch them. They go three, four houses further down and they stop on the opposite side of the road. It's purely to watch what are you doing in your driveway. So when the gate opens or you exit to unlock, they reverse and they box you in in your driveway. What if you're being followed? Ilana, if you're being followed, that that happens quite a lot in South Africa. If you're being followed, the easiest way is when you approach a traffic light or a stop sign, indicate, indicate left, move a little bit over to the left, look in the mirror, what's that car doing that you think is following you? They also went a little bit to the left. Traffic light goes green, go straight. The reason for that is if I know you are there, I can do something. Mm-hmm. I can phone. I can drive somewhere. The problem we have in South Africa is we look, but we don't see anymore. Mm-hmm. Our lives are so full of cell phones, people, road rage and stuff. And that's when people always say after they've been attacked, they came from nowhere. Mm-hmm. You cannot come from nowhere. The bottom line is when you drive home in the afternoons, that last two kilometers, focus on your surroundings. It's not a case of, oh, yeah, now I must do this also. It's a case of survival. You will do this. You have to do this from today onwards. Do we put the handbag behind the passenger seat, the driver's seat or in the boot? Obviously the boot, but now, you know, a lot of ladies, they need the handbag. They don't want to open the boot the whole time. If it's a lady driver and they smash the window normally, you know, smash and grab, mm. 99% of the time they normally smash left front window mm. because they know ladies put the handbag either half under the seat or under the dashboard. Mm. Behind the back seat, but that's also a schlep. How are you going to get hold of the handbag? I can show you how. I, I know, uh, I know so you're multi skilled, Ilana. You I know that. I saw that on the racetrack. And then you take your lipstick out. As if you don't want to put the handbag in the boot mm. under your leg. Just make sure it's properly in your clothes so nothing rolls out when you have to break and stuff like that. But it's a hazard. So just it is a it hazard. But now, yeah. on that point, you know, you would say yes, but when you go to the shopping malls or spar or food lovers, they jam the doors. Mm. You know, then they steal stuff out of the boot. Funny enough, that's one of the crimes that fell by over 40%. What the robbers do now is they watch you. You climb out of the Mercedes. They've seen you've paused for a second when you walk away from the car. You're going to food lovers now. Mm. What do they read? 
there's something of value in the boot. Now they wait till you come back. Uh. They use these two-way radios the security companies use. When you go on Google and you type in cars locking frequencies, you will see most German cars work on a frequency of 433 megahertz. The Toyota's 315 or the Japanese cars. They wait. They wait till you unlock. Now they press the button as if they're going to talk on the radio. Those radios has got a roaming frequency. So they set it on the manufacturer. It's a German car. You climb in your car, Ilana. Do you lock your car's doors yourself or do you rely on the car doing it for you? No, I lock my car. Most people rely on the car. Well, you know, yeah, you drive yeah, yeah, 50 yeah. meters or yeah. 20 kilometers an hour and the doors lock. Yes. They wait till you exit the parking area at the stop sign. Somebody goes to the back, opens the boot and takes the stuff. Because it's still open. Yes. They've jammed the locking order. signal. So as I say, fantastic what you do. Lock the door yourself. Mm. If you press the button and you feel the door does not want to lock, you see it doesn't lock. Don't panic. Switch off the car. Door open, door closed. Just reset the computer. I once was told about the seven attributes of a thief, about how if we are as thorough and start something and finish something as much as a thief does, we'd be really successful in our businesses if we had to apply all the things that the thief does in our ordinary lives, in our goals, in our dreams. May you never encounter a thief, a robber, a hijacking, or have to save your family out of a situation like this. And we thank God for people like National Hijack Prevention Academy and Richard Brousseau, who was here in our studio today, to help us think through this, because prevention is better than cure. Richard, thanks for your time. Pleasure, Elon. How do we sign up? Where do I go? I go on the website, hijack.coza, and all the documentation, all the info is there. Baby Brunch, the parenting series, is proudly brought to you by FedHealth. Choose FedHealth for trusted medical aid cover that gives you choice, flexibility and control. And that will be with you through every stage of your family's unique journey. FedHealth. We let you be you.